Welcome to the Money Advantage Podcast, empowering business owners with the permission to think differently about money so that you can consciously choose to live a meaningful and fulfilled life now. Our passion is making money simple, fun, and doable, helping you feel great about your money and getting your money working for you so you can thrive. Hi, and welcome back to the Money Advantage Podcast. Today, we're talking about one of the business uses of life insurance. This is key man insurance. Now we're going to show you how to protect your business and profits against losing a key person or a key employee in your business. Now we're your hosts, Rachel Marshall and Bruce Weiner. Welcome, Bruce. Good morning, Rachel. Uh, we're going to attempt to take a somewhat, what a lot of people, we're kind of nerds about this stuff, but a lot of people are saying this is, <laughs> this is boring. But the fact of the matter is uh, lost revenue in a business is uh, the one of the most damaging things. And so talking about protecting your key man is is really, really important. And many people make most topics much, much too difficult when they're trying to explain it. A mentor of mine told me several years ago is you have to explain things on a second grade level, but know it like you have a master's degree. So I think that's what we're going to attempt to do today. Absolutely. And that is no insult to you as our listener. We believe that everything should be fun, simple and doable. So absolutely, we're going to break this down as simply as possible. So let's set the stage. You are in business. You're probably wearing a lot of the hats. You're doing a lot of work in the business. But as you're thinking about the long term sustainability and longevity of your business, and really making sure that it's going to stand the test of time and provide the revenue for you and your family to live the life that you want, we want to talk about making sure that you protect that ability. So today we're talking about one element of business planning that often kind of gets left behind or left in the dust. And it's really critical to helping you make your business be able to continue and mitigate any risks of loss so that you can keep moving forward and really just have that peace of mind that comes along with that. So we're going to talk about options to prevent the loss of a key person from threatening your business and your profitability or cutting into the money that your business is making as a result and then impacting your life as well. So we're going to answer what are your most most valuable business assets? Who is a key person? How could losing that key person impact me? How do you measure the value? What are the options to mitigate that risk? And why life insurance is a good solution? So today we're going to help you think about the best way to maintain that security and certainty in your business for the long run. So where does this fit in the cash flow system? First, we keep more of the money that you're making, we protect that money, and then we use it to make more. So with key person life insurance, that's really in stage two, that's the protection component. It's part of protecting the wealth that you've built. If it's structured a certain way, it can also fit into privatized banking. And it also really fits into unique ability investing, because it has to do with how you're investing in your business. So let's dive in. Bruce, let's just First, why don't you just share from just your experience, from your heart, what key person insurance is really all about? Well, when we look at this, uh, whenever I'm sitting down with a business owner, you you oftentimes can hear them as they talk passionately about their business, and then they most successful businesses then transition to talking passionately about certain people in their business because they know that their business only works with good people. And so, right. and so when we start having that conversation, then, you know, inevitably it turns to, well, what would happen if that person left? And, you know, there's things that you can do to prevent that. And then we turn to the idea, well, what happens if they never want to leave, but they have an unexpected death? 
And so then we try to, there's all kinds of formulas about this, Rachel, as far as, you know, trying to figure out, is it two times the earnings that they bring in? Is it five times the, the, uh, the net earnings that they come in? And there's all kinds of different formulas, but the, the basically each individual owner would put a value on that particular key person. And I think as a respect to uh, our female listeners, we ought to call it key person insurance instead of key man insurance. Uh, you know what? It didn't even cross my mind and I'm a woman. So there we go. <laughs> Let's call it key person. It's like, a, you know, they've actually changed it to workers comp instead of workman's comp. So uh, oh, sure. same thing. So uh, key person insurance, basically the owner would, would identify people that would really cause them heartache, not necessarily only in the form of revenue, but in the form of profit and frankly, in the form of lost time for the owner. Because that's the thing that a lot of owners have, they built the business up, then they've expanded to additional employees. Then, and the reason they expanded additional employees is so that they can actually scale up, but also to scale back their time or their ability to actually be in the business. Now, I'm not saying that the owner shouldn't just walk away from the business, but the owner is doing other things to grow their business. Um, And, you know, there's several examples of this uh, that I've recently dealt with. One is from a point of sale person who sells point of sale machines for credit cards and merchant services. And we were having a conversation and he's like, yeah, I have one salesperson that really right now is bringing in 75% of my revenue. And I don't know Mm -hmm. what I would do. And this guy, and this guy's a younger guy. He's in his early forties. He just bought the business from his dad and he was actually that key salesperson before. Right. And then he transitioned that to another person to wear that hat. So he could free up his time. And he realizes how much the guy does. Now he could, as he was talking, he said, I can go back and be that person, but then I can't continue to scale up the business. I can't be in the right. roles that I'm doing now where he's, he's implementing processes uh, and, and guidelines for the company so that it, he can continue to scale up. So he's like, I, if I lose this guy, and we're also talking about some deferred comp and, say, and things like this to kind of keep him around, he said, what can I do to protect this? Well, then we started talking about, you know, a variety of things that we can do uh, to make $1 do multiple things. And one is with cash value life insurance. Now, you can also do this with term insurance um, because right. the term you, that you're trying to protect is a normally a shorter situation. But then if you're also trying to deal with a deferred comp or you're trying to do it with simply a place to store your business money, um, actually, you know, using whole life is the situation that you you would want to use. Now, his particular, he had decided that he's bringing in 75% of his revenue. And he said, now some of those people, uh, if, if he were to die, would stay with the company. You know, the customers would stay with the company, but some of them probably wouldn't get the same kind of service that his current salesperson is getting. And he said, I could shift certain salespeople over there. And I, I basically said, well, how much do you think revenue you would want to replace so that you can sustain this for a period of time? And how long do you think it would take to find another good person to replace him? And he said, well, a minimum of six months. And the reason he Mm -hmm. used six months is he said, because I don't want to just hire somebody for the sake of hiring a person. 
Oh, absolutely not. And they would never fill the role of that key person. That's right. And he said, and, and he goes, really, I'd like to kind of plan on a year because I will be having to transition um, him into that role and kind of teaching him because I came out of that role. So we simply mm-hmm. took, we simply took the revenue and we multiple and we did a one times multiplier and said that, you know, we need to get him covered for X amount of dollars. And it was like one point eight million dollars or something like that of revenue that he wanted to cover. Which, for I mean, I mean, when you're really thinking the situation through, you're saying, OK, well, this person is highly skillful. They have the experience. They have the um, wisdom to make good decisions. They're probably some type of a decision maker in the business as well. And salesperson, I think, is one of the, especially a really good salesperson is usually a person who fits this definition of a key person. And what's interesting is not only would you have to hire, that costs money, you would have to train and develop that person, that costs money, you're going to have to deal with mistakes that might happen along the way during their learning curve while they're getting up to speed of what your original salesperson was doing. And that costs money as well. So it's thinking through the contingencies of what could this cost me? And then also in terms of lost revenue, possibly lost clients, as you were alluding to, possibly lost morale of the company, you might lose some key employees as a result of that person not being there anymore as well. And so it can be a huge hit to your business. Yeah. So to summarize this, I really think what you were saying is management is concentrated in the hands of just a few people in any smaller business. So a key revenue Mm -hmm. producer is probably, they're probably running things by him about or her about marketing, think changes we're going to have in the processes and so on and so forth. And then a large portion of that business income is directly attributed to the work of just those few people. And then because uh, we've we've noticed that businesses aren't uh, as liquid or don't have a, as much a supply of emergency cash when something goes wrong. So that would take care of that. And then finally, this is this is a scary one for a lot of business owners because they have to give personal guarantees for business loans, SBA loans or yeah. bank loans is if all of a sudden their revenue drops, the you know the bank's not going to say, well, okay, you lost your key person. Don't worry about paying us. So, uh, right. so they really- it, You become much more risky to the bank at that correct. point. And it's, and it's also about your personal situation. Yes, you're, yes mm-hmm. the business might not continue, but you've given a personal guarantee. So those are the things you oh, have yeah. to really, uh, really have to think about when you're trying to mitigate risk. And as we talked about on several uh, episodes, if you can not have that black cloud overhanging you, like what happens if this key person uh, dies or leaves, you can become much more productive in your parts of, the, of growing the business. Absolutely. And that's all about the abundance focus. That's the peace of mind to be able to say, okay, I've shored up all of these places where no event can come in and steal the wealth that I've created. So therefore, now my mind is free to be able to create with abundance. And so that's really what we're talking about here. We're certainly not saying, hey, this is doom and gloom. This is a scary thing you need to be worried about. Really, protection is all about making sure that you transfer that risk as best as possible, most productively as possible. So um, Bruce, I know you have a couple of other examples as well that we can bring in, but I did want to ask. So as we were talking about mitigating this risk, now certainly life insurance is not the only option that you can use and cash value life insurance is not the only option. It is definitely, in our opinion, one of the best and we'll tell you why, but what are some other options that you could use to mitigate that risk of losing a key person? Well, obviously, if you just had tons of cash on hand, then then that, right. that would take care right. of it. Um, 
but in order to have tons of cash on hand, um, you know, you would have to have it in a liquid position and, and liquid positions, as many people know, uh, aren't paying you any rates of return. Plus, it's a taxable rate of return. And, and we've gone over, you know, uh, storing money in a properly designed life insurance policy. You have, you know, better rates of return than a bank. You have the opportunity to get uh, uh, dividends. You have the you are also all this grows tax free. Um, so, and then you can also say, well, what if I just had, even without this purse, this key person, if I still had enough cash flow to the, sustain the business, that would be something else that you could just say, well, oh yeah, you know, I'm losing, you know, 50% of my revenue, but we still are healthy enough because you have to, you have to figure that you're also not paying that person. So the net, the net of right. the whole thing isn't quite as bad as a person may may have and of course you know traditionally you could just get a loan or if you have a high uh, line of credit at the bank you could you could use that um but really when you're yeah there's there's challenges with any of those i mean you could say well okay i'm just setting money to the side and i'm putting it there on an annual basis or monthly basis and people would call that a sinking mm -hmm. fund but and you could maybe have enough to indemnify your business but at the same time would you have enough time? You never can predict when is this type of event going to happen? Do I have time to accumulate enough money in that sinking fund to really make it worthwhile? And if something were to happen, do I really want to deplete my surplus? And if something did happen, what is going to be the impact to my cash flow? You cannot predict that. There's just really no way. And then we also talked about the possibility of looking for, well, couldn't I just get a loan to cover the business operations in the meantime? And you may not necessarily qualify as easily for a loan. And so just a few things that life insurance does is life insurance as a whole, any type of life insurance is going to be the only sinking fund that really completes automatically at that person's death. You're not going to have to worry, is there enough money there? It will be enough because that's how much you insure. It's them very for. similar to buy term yeah. and invest the difference, you know, because when you think about it, <clears throat> the, uh, the term insurance, everybody says, well, I'm just going to buy term and invest the difference, but people don't tend to invest the difference. And if, when the term runs out, all of a sudden we're in a downturn of sequence of returns models in our economy, then you're not covering that. So it's just like if you say, well, I can get a loan to cover it, but all of a sudden the economy crashes and then the bank mm -hmm. says your line of credit has been cut from 500000 to 200000 which they did during the Great Recession for many people at, at the greatest time of need then it's very similar to that situation where people say, well, I'm just going to buy term and invest the difference. So it's all, it's all about all timing. Right. Yeah. And with life insurance, you have the ability to then be able to put money aside on a monthly basis and then not have to come up with the cash all at once. You also have this ability that you know it's going to be sufficient yeah. to cover. So also with term, you could use term insurance that is going to be a lower premium. It's only for a set length of time. But cash value life insurance, specifically permanent life insurance, or the way that we design it with cash value, high cash value, dividend paying life insurance, that's whole life with a mutual company, we're looking at you're also storing up capital reserves that can be used in other ways. So you're not just putting money aside for only the death of that key person, you're also putting business reserves that can be used for emergencies and opportunities, buying equipment, investing in your business or doing anything else as well all along the way. So it really has multiple uses versus you were talking about having multiple uses of your money. 
So how would it work? How would you set up a life insurance policy? Who's the owner, the beneficiary? Uh, let's just talk about that real briefly, just to make sure that yeah, this well, makes so, sense. Uh, with any life insurance policies, you have to have an insurable interest in the person you're insuring. Well, that's that's an easy one to prove to to a, to an insurance company. The business obviously has an insurable interest. Uh, then we'd have to set a value and buy the life insurance on that particular person. We've already gone over that. The businesses, the the uh, they're going to pay for it. They're also going to be the owner and they're going to be the beneficiary. The key person's not going to have any you know right to anything on this particular policy. So they can't say, well, I have a right to the cash value. I have a right to the death benefit, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, you could use it later on, like I said, and we'll get into that this in a, in a different podcast. You could um, say, well, you can have the right to purchase it at a later date, like for a deferred comp or give it as an additional compensation. But when you really need it, um, like if the person dies and the death benefit definitely goes to the business. Uh, the business, you know, and that's that's to offset the losses in sales, productivity, credit, um, the business owner feeling bad or people feeling morale, you know, people just not being able to be as efficient. So those are really the things that people yeah. have to think about when they're um, doing this. It's not just simply the loss of revenue. It's also the loss of efficiency from losing a key person. Oh, Absolutely. And then, so just kind of thinking this through, so the business is paying, so it is not a tax deductible business expense because sure. they're paying for the premium. And when the death benefit pays out, it pays to the business and that is tax-free income. So that's why it's not a tax deductible business expense, just something to note for tax implications and also for accounting. Um, there's also two things that you would want to think about if you were using a whole life insurance policy to make sure that this performs as best as possible for you. And one would be adding a waiver of premium rider for total disability. And that would protect if your key person became disabled along the way, which is often very common that happens before a death benefit is paid out. So disability prior to death is actually a very common scenario. And then what would happen is the policy would continue to stay in force and be paid by the life insurance company during that disability so that you still would receive the death benefit when that event occurs. The other thing is a business exchange rider, which is really um, something that just gives you a lot of flexibility to move the policy from one person to the next. So if you had one key person today and five years from now, there's a different key person in that same role, maybe the first person moved on and you have another employee filling that position, you'd be able to use the same policy, move that over to another person without having to restart a new policy with new um, cash values and everything. So if, especially if you're using a whole life policy, you're going to have a lot more benefit by having a long-term plan in place, even if that person moves on. Bruce, is there anything else we want to bring out in this? Anything else we want to think about? Or um, are we no, ready think, to I wrap think, this? I think what people need to, when business owners are thinking about this, they really need to think about how they can have $1 do multiple things. And I just like to summarize this. So this $1 placed properly would be money that you're storing in a position that would be better than keeping the money in the bank. Number two, mm -hmm. it can be a key person insurance in which if something were to happen to that particular person, you would have money to inject into the business to not, not only have it survive, but possibly even thrive. Number three, if it's designed mm -hmm. properly, you can also use it for uh, deferred comp 
for the uh, employee in the future and actually uh, give it as like, a, and I don't know if I like this, this term, but people use it in the business community all the time, golden handcuffs. So in other words, you could say, right. hey, we're going to protect this person for five years. And then at the end of the five years, you can tell the person, hey, you would you would take over as owner of this policy and we would distribute it uh, to you. And you you would have access to the ownership and the, all the cash value at that time, Rachel, just just for tax purposes. At that time, the actual premiums would become a deduction in the business to the business because to you're business. paying it out as a uh, deferred comp, comp to the to the owner, the key person. And that and then the key person has to take it as income, which they're happy to, to have it because it's like bonus income for them. So um, that and then mm-hmm. finally just the peace of mind knowing that your business can be sustained. So remember what we're trying to do is get the velocity of money, money moving, keep it in a, a position that it's doing multiple things for you and not just sitting around on the sideline being idle. Absolutely, Bruce. You could not have possibly said that better. And so thank you very much just for bringing your expertise and wisdom to center stage for this discussion today. So if you would like to determine whether you have the need for key person insurance and how to figure out really how to best address this need to protect your business, your personal income, and your livelihood, you can go ahead and book a strategy call with our advisor team. And in that call, you'll also find out the one next thing that you need to do personally in your life based on where you are today to accelerate time and money freedom. So in closing, remember, success leaves clues. So model the successful few, not the crowd, and build a life and business you love. Do you have an established business and make great income, but feel like you can never get ahead or just plain have financial confusion? Get the business owner's three-step roadmap to achieve time and financial freedom without working harder or sacrificing your lifestyle. Go to themoneyadvantage.com slash roadmap to get your roadmap and free training. And when you register, you'll also get access to our ultimate money finder cheat sheet that you can use to recover lost cash flow and save on taxes. Thank you for listening to the Money Advantage podcast. Today's show notes and resources are available for you on themoneyadvantage.com. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. If you have any questions or desire to speak with a qualified financial professional after listening to today's podcast, we encourage you to reach out to us at hello at themoneyadvantage.com or check us out at themoneyadvantage.com. The opinions and views expressed here are for informational purposes only. This material is educational in nature and should not be deemed as a solicitation of any specific product or service. All investments involve risk and a potential loss of principal. Kalos Capital Incorporated nor Kalos Management Incorporated offer tax or legal advice. Please consult with a tax advisor or attorney for advice regarding the impact on your portfolio. Securities offered through Kalos Capital Incorporated Member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB, and Investment Advisory Services offered through Kalos Management Incorporated and Registered Investment Advisor, both located at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia. E3 Consultants Group is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Kalos Capital Incorporated or Kalos Management Incorporated.